welcome back. My name is Femi Greater Heights. Don't wish your life away. Welcome to the tech side of life. Now, I'm going to be starting with uh, the first thing in front of me, and that is coming from WhatsApp. From January to uh, where we are right now, we've been having so many teasers from the beta releases and all of that. Facebook is trying to unify its applications. And in trying to unify some of its applications, it's coming out with some updates and some upgrades. And uh, I posted one on Facebook uh, earlier on. I said, Facebook is working on a new interface. They've released the interface already, which is Facebook for web. Now, the normal Facebook you know on um, desktop is um, this classic version. So Facebook calls it the classic version. Facebook has released a new visual interface uh, for Facebook, but this time it is having dark mode. Dark mode. <laughs> dark mode is really cool. I used it today, but um, it was really too dark, like very, very black. It was like black mode. And uh, if you're using Mozilla or you're using um, Chrome, you may not see that update yet. But if you log on to Microsoft Edge browser, you will be able to use the a new interface of Facebook and by the end of this month everyone should be expected to switch to this new interface It's really really bold kind of <laughs> and it looks really uh, elegant in my own opinion Now, I was saying something about WhatsApp. Now, WhatsApp is trying to um, work on two major features. I'll say, uh, uh, let me say three major features. Number one is the ability to um, use WhatsApp on multiple devices. Uh, I've been using WhatsApp for web for um, about three years uh, or thereabouts. But the only problem about WhatsApp for web is that whenever you are about to use the WhatsApp for web, your phone must be active at the same time. That means your phone must not disconnect. If your phone disconnects uh, internet, even if you have a stable internet to your laptop, it's not going to connect. So Facebook is working on making WhatsApp for web stand alone. So if your phone is off, it's turned off, or you don't have network on your phone, you can still continue using WhatsApp for web. But the only uh, caveats that I see with this particular upgrade is that um, all the linked devices are called the secondary devices. Then the main device, which is your phone in this instance, is called the primary device. The primary device is the one that links the secondary device. So from my phone, I can see all the devices that are listed or that are linked to my WhatsApp. And I can deactivate anyone if i if probably uh, my laptop was connected then another device was connected to that particular whatsapp you can always toggle off that particular linked account and it won't show on the laptop so irrespective of how superior the laptop is the laptop is still uh the secondary device why your phone is in this instance is your primary device and uh, I feel this works great 
Uh, but this time around, you have to look out for both your phone and your laptop if you're logging in on your laptop or your desktop. So your security mindset should spread now you're having on your phone and you should have that security mindset on your laptop as well. It is not fully out. There's no stable version for it, but the beta has been released. Now we have a beta version of 2.20.201.1 beta. Uh, for those of you in the WhatsApp texting community, you can um, you can uh, get this beta and try it out for yourself. It looks cool, actually. It looks cool. Now, second feature or upgrade that's coming to WhatsApp. You know that <laughs> you know that particular stuff on Gmail. You can send a timed email to your client, such that uh, you can send a mail to your client and say the mail should decimate in 24 hours or the mail should decimate in seven, seven days. So you can do that with Gmail. I can send an email to you and say that email should self-destruct in 24 hours or in seven days. The same thing with Facebook uh, Messenger. You can send a timed or a private message to someone, probably those of you that want to send pictures or sensitive information or content, you can send it that particular moment and when the clock ticks and gets to the expiration time, that message or the content of that message or anything associated with that message is wiped off from the sender's perspective. So uh, if I send it to you, it's going to wipe off from your device. You won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to see it. You won't even be able to sue me with it at least. Uh, it's called the private mode. You won't be able to tender it in law courts that you found this. If you, if you screenshot it, it's not available on your device. You can't tender it like that, like that. The same feature is coming to WhatsApp. And you guys are excited, right? Now, the feature is called delete uh, media feature or expiring media feature. Uh, that is the terminology, expiring media feature. We this feature have a change of name. It looks very long. We can just call it EMF. <laughs> it looks kind of long, but the concept remains the same. You send a message to a your friend. You know that below your um, WhatsApp screen, you have the ability to attach a media, right? You have the ability to attach uh, contact, documents, and all of that. Now, there'll be a new feature uh, called the expiring media. It's going to come with a clock, a clock icon. So when you click on that and you send any picture, you send any document, or you send probably any message, probably text-inclined messages, when the recipient reads that message and exits your chat, I do not mean exit WhatsApp. If the your recipient, your friend, your mother, your father, your client exits that particular chat, that message wipes off immediately. <laughs> so that is really cool, right? Privacy-wise, it is cool. But one thing I have not observed, I have not, I have not, um, I've not gotten reports about is that um, we all know that there is a feature on WhatsApp called auto-download uh, media files. What if someone sends me a picture and uh, there is my auto-download files and I download that picture immediately? If I exit that chat and that picture deletes from the recipient, does it delete from my own phone as well? That is the question I would love WhatsApp to answer or maybe when the feature is released, we'll be able to see probably there are adjustments here and there as regards this.
Uh, now, Twitter seems to be on their toes in 2020. Uh, what do I mean by being on their toes? Now, um, in June 2020, of course, Twitter released a feature called um, uh, Audio Tweets. <laughs> Just the way Nigerians were, tra- were training audio messages, audio money, audio this, audio that. And Twitter was like, okay, okay. I don't know if we inspire Twitter, but Twitter came out with their own audio tweets that way you can send or you can create audio tweets and post on twitter but that feature till now is only available to iphone users and i've not really seen a lot of iphone users even use that feature so i don't know if it was a testing period for twitter or they've taken it down for those of you using iphone you can hit me up do you still have that feature on your twitter but that is not my point my point is that there is a new feature now that Twitter is testing. It is called Tana Drum Roll Drum Roll. It's called Audio DMs. <laughs> you know, you send DMs to, to people and um, you don't want to type a lot, just like WhatsApp. I see um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp calls the as VN, that's voice notes. But Twitter wants to take another direction. They are calling the as Audio DMs. If I don't want to type a lot of stories and I feel I have itchy fingers, I have tired fingers, I can send audio DM to you. But my question is, uh, can I delete the audio VN or audio DM as the case may be? <laughs> because I don't want somebody to... You know, Twitter is one crazy environment. I still like prefer WhatsApp craziness to Twitter, Twitter's craziness. I want to have my somebody saving all my DMs or my voice notes as DMs and all of that. So it's still in testing phase. It's still in testing mode. So you guys should expect that. But as usual, as usual, Twitter is testing it in Brazil as we speak. And um, hopefully if Brazilians love this feature or it works well, then they release it to other parts of the globe. But my problem is that they should better release it for both Android and iOS. If not, iOS guys would just, Apple guys would just, iPhone guys would just feel too superior, kind of. <laughs> but we know the reason why they release this stuff to iOS, because they have a stable operating system than Android. So months from now, we should be able to get a stable version. We'll be able to know if Twitter is just doing this for experiment, or they would release this actually for everyone to use. And all the good news coming to Nigerians, and it's coming from Facebook. When hubs, when tech firms, when they want to approach Africa, how come they do not consider Nigeria first? They want to consider Kenya. They want to consider uh, Rwanda. They want to consider South Africa. Why not Nigeria? Facebook came into Africa, and the first place they set up an office was in South Africa. And every Nigerian was saying, Ah, we should be, we'll be giants of Africa now. This thing supposed to come Nigeria. We're supposed to come Nigeria. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, when I get lights, that's another question. But I'm just joking. Now, but uh, Facebook knew they were going to do something for Nigerians. Because if not, Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't have come to Nigeria four years ago. Remember the guy came to Nigeria, we thought he was going to wear uh, uh, shirts and jeans to go and greet the president. No, but he wore suits 
because there's a time for shirts and there's a time for suits. So he came to Nigeria, the guy was all glooming, everybody was buzzing, Mac was here and there and was trending. Facebook was trending on Twitter. Epic. Hilarious. Facebook is opening a new office in Africa. And guess what? The, uh, the second office in Africa will be in where? Nigeria. Give us a round of applause. Um, but uh, it's not going to be Nigeria Correo. It's not going to be Nigeria Ibadan. It's going to be Nigeria Lagos. Of course, Lagos is where they're coming to. It's going to open some new opportunities for new um, startups to anchor on Facebook and its dream to um, pushing more internet into the continent. And I know they're going to employ software engineers. They're going to employ a lot of you guys. Even they're going to employ, if you're into content, they will need publicity. They will need all of that. So this office will be ready before or before the first half of 2021. So that's next year before the first half, or let's just say at the first half of 2021. So keep your fingers crossed and ensure you be on the lookout for opportunities because you don't necessarily have to be coding to be part of facebook team you must have gotten that already you don't have to be a tech guru to work with google uh, something like that so keep your fingers crossed and be open to facebook coming to lagos and coming to nigeria they'll still talk tech my name is femi greater heights i'll be right back Now, two more updates I have for the tech update, of course. <laughs> now, I have a good news. Now, you guys might be wondering, for those of you that you are always updating your software, you find that, that Microsoft has not gone beyond Microsoft Office 2019. If you are using 2010, so sad. If you are using 2007, so bad. If you are using 2010, so sad. If you are using 2013, not so bad. If you're using 2016, fair. But if you're using 2019 like me, awesome. Now we've been waiting for Microsoft Word to tell us if they'll be coming up with uh, Office 20, uh, Microsoft Office, you know, after 2019, there'll be Office 2020. But we've not heard anything from Microsoft. And it begs the question, where is the heart of Microsoft? And the answer is right there in front of us. That is Office 365. Office 365 is the server or is the web-based version of the Office you usually install on your system. For those of you that don't know what Microsoft Office means, but you must have used their products. Microsoft Office is a complete suit that has Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Publisher, Microsoft Outlook, Microsoft's OneNote, like that, like that, like that. So all the combination of that of these packages are called Microsoft Office Suite. Now the next question is, what does Microsoft have in plans for that? There is a news going on, a report going on that Microsoft will be releasing a non-subscription base of Microsoft Office come next year, 2021. And non-subscription is a direct way of saying we'll be releasing a version you can install on your laptop. But what would that version be called? Will it be called Microsoft Office 2020? Will it be called Microsoft Office 2021 or Office 21? 
uh let's keep our fingers crossed but if you still want to get the high-end versions you don't want to install stuff you can always go for uh, office 365 they have monthly packages you can pay based on subscription you can use microsoft word on the server you don't need to install microsoft word on your system you can use them on cloud you can use microsoft excel on cloud you can use uh, microsoft uh powerpoint on cloud and like that like that like that so keep our fingers crossed and let's hope we get the the naming system and the what to expect from office 365 and the offline office but why would microsoft want to push for offline office i'm of the opinion that office 365 is amazing but there is no need using it i don't have a reason to use it i am always in my laptop so i can't be paying for cloud services for what i know i can do on my laptop so i believe microsoft could have seen this gap between those that are using microsoft on the cloud and those that are using microsoft on pc and they want to really keep their audience because if they completely switch to office 365 guys like kingston kingston office would come up guys like uh, probably adobe might just come up with a creative suit that has an office based uh, uh stuff inside of it and they will take over the market they'll take over the offline market while microsoft will still be boosting on the server market so it it makes sense for now that microsoft balances the cloud as well as the offline of microsoft office that is my own uh, thinking that is my thinking that is my thoughts as regards this move by Microsoft. Now the final update is this. Whenever you log on to Google, you log on to Facebook, they give you a notification of COVID-19. COVID-19 has become an integral part of our life. No, sorry, I take that back. COVID-19 has become, <laughs> I don't want to say integral. Uh, it has become an everyday thing. There is like 10 news in uh, on the media every day and probably COVID-19 will take about two or three but in Nigeria it will take about one or thereabouts <laughs> so um, because uh, this is becoming a lot of big deal to a lot of people outside Nigeria if you check uh, outside of Africa the death toll in the outside of the shores of Africa is so high compared to us in Africa is as if we have something special in Africa. I don't know about that. Probably prayers or probably <laughs> probably some other method people are using. I don't want to go into that. But Google has stepped up their game. If you go on Google.com and you just type COVID-19, if you go on PC, you are likely to see all the statistics based on your region. Uh, if you're in Nigeria, it's going to show you statistics based on Nigeria. But Google has now infused this particular um, COVID-19 update into Google Maps. So if, you've, if you update your map, your Google Map to the recent one, you will be able to find under your profile, click on your profile, you're going to see a drop down and you're going to see uh, COVID-19 info. It tells you um, the, it's not going to tell you where you do not need to travel to. It will just give you the areas that are infected you are the one that will choose to go there or not because if google tries to do that it becomes very very partial because some people 
might just be cut off because uh, Google is now maybe promoting people not to come there. Uh, so what Google is just doing is that your regular statistics that you get on a regular day, they have just put it into maps so that uh, you don't have to be going to google.com to check, oh, I'm going to Kaduna, how many um, number of COVID-19 cases? I'm going to Lagos, how many number of COVID-19 cases? Right from your Google map, you know, and you can make better informed decisions to either travel or not to travel. Google will not tell you to travel or not to travel. It is just giving you info. They did not call it COVID-19 navigation. They called it COVID-19 info. My name is Femi Greater Heights. I am all things technology and this is Talk Tech. I'll be right back. See you in the next one.